fight and we don't have to kill everybody in the whole wide world really just needs to chill no we don't have to fuss no 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 we don't have to fight yeah so i guess uh I should actually introduce the episode, the inaugural episode. Uh, the working title, I haven't locked down the Instagram and Facebook yet, but I think they're available. It's going to be Just Chill with Oliver George or Just Chill Podcast. Just uh, Chill Podcast. That's in reference to a song I did actually a few years ago. It was a, a non-comedy song. It was just a song about like peace and how people should get along and stop being dicks to each other basically. Sure. But uh, I wrote it and recorded it and got it on Live 88.5 in the span of three weeks. Wow, good for you. It was just you. like had an idea and got it out there, so on the charts no they played like three times at like 10 30 at night but <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's nice to have that like little reference nod to my thing sure just chill is what i usually want to do with my uh, my guests anyway so yeah i love that yeah so uh man i saw you at just for laughs a couple of weeks ago and you killed it yeah it was awesome Thank and then you. i was super excited for you because who was watching your set none other than uh nick kroll it must have been kind of cool right uh you know it's so funny um People were like tripping backstage. I didn't really notice that he was there. Uh, when I was on stage, uh, I was probably about halfway through my set and I was kind of just, you know, scanning the room and I thought, wow, like that dude really looks like Nick Kroll. <laughs> and what uh, did you know? Uh, after I got off stage, which is probably better because like people were like, what the fuck? Like people were like, uh, you must have been terrified. Like that's what I was gonna ask. If you had they were known, intimidated, would yeah. it have phased you? Do you think? Honestly, um, not really. No. Uh, just because um, I am very good at staying like mentally focused on what I have to do. Like okay. I don't really get thrown very easily. Like I can, uh, you know, with like walk and chew gum at the same time. Like I can, I can. Uh, think about something like while I'm in autopilot speaking multicasting sort of like yeah, yeah. I, I I don't really think that that throws me off too much what uh, does throw me off sometimes is like whenever I have to tell somebody to you know to shut up in the audience I saw you do that last like night. last night that was swift though you got a uh, like a round Little, of applause for yeah it, so. I and it's funny uh Mitch the bartender last night was like Hey, so I noticed that like you were being like really nice to that heckler. So like that's different for you. <laughs> it's like why yeah. you normally just trash them hard. Not like trash them, but like I definitely am like, hey, like shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's almost easier to just be blunt like that, right? Yeah, just shut it down quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just the fact that she was in the front row, and I was like, girl, like why would you sit in the front row and right. just talk? Like get out of here. Yeah, and it's um, always the one in the front row from what I've seen though, or very often. Usually they uh, sit down there thinking it's going to be about them or something. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, uh, and it's always a white girl, and uh, <laughs> every time. And whenever I uh, uh, sometimes will have to stop to be like, hey, like, shut up. Yeah. I'll sometimes lose my place. Uh, but other than that, no, if somebody's in the audience, it doesn't really trip me out too hard. Uh, what will kind of trip me out is like if it's a person that I really don't like. Uh, that I know, like, let's say, like, an ex or somebody oh, yeah, that I've recently sure. had a fight with or something oh, yeah. like that, and they're in the audience, like, that will trip me out. That's going to take your brain focus away from what you need to be doing. Yeah, yeah. but, like, other comics and stuff like that, um, 
Uh, I, no, I mean, I don't. Maybe it should, but no, it, it doesn't really trick me out. A lot of the comics, though, in the back, I'm not going to name names, but during my taping, when they found out that he was there, they were very upset and they were worried that it would distract them. And there was one comic that just like really got in their own head and like. I mean, it seems like something you're going to have to deal with if you succeed in the way that you, I would think, want to when you're oh, aspiring yeah. to be a comedian. You're going to, isn't that what you hope for? That like, you know? Yeah, but also like, I think that's kind of hostile, uh, uh, like on Nick Kroll's part to be like sitting so close to the front. Yeah. And um, well, it was a small room in his defense, I guess, but I know was, what you're saying. Like, yeah. you know who you are if you're Nick Kroll yeah. at Just for Laughs. Like, and there's a lot of, it's a showcase with more up and comers. They're yeah. going to be very intimidated. I understand what you're saying. I know that, like, uh, I personally, uh, when I'm at open mics, when I'm at, um, uh, so in Toronto, they have, uh, it's called Queer and Present Danger. It's the only LGBTQ open mic in the country that was um, uh, founded by uh, Shanti Morostica. Okay. And whenever I'm in that space and I'm in that room, I don't sit in the audience and I don't make eye contact with the kids because I know that if I do, they'll find it very intimidating and out, yeah. it bugs them. Yeah. And I get that. I'm... I you have, could be the reason someone gets cold feet and like sure. doesn't try it, you know? Sure. Like you have to, I always just, I'm at a safe distance. I'm always like, I'm sitting behind the bar or, uh, you know, I'm in the back. Yeah. I, I, I think it's kind of like a bit of an unspoken rule with comics where it's like, hey, like don't sit in the front row yeah. or sit close to the front because uh, it it is a little distracting if you meet their eyes because uh, – I mean, sure, you're kind of projecting your own security, but it's a little hostile to, like, sit. Yeah, I heard about someone, and I'm not going to name names, but I heard, and this is, again, something I heard, so maybe it's not even true, but someone that was sitting, a comic who was sitting front row during competitions and, like, staring at the competition. And oh, just yeah. just trying to sure. intimidate them. That's That person up. sounds like garbage, but yeah, right? sure. Who I, was... No, no, no. I'll I tell like, you later. Okay. But I'm not okay. sure if it's true. It's just something that I heard, and it sounded pretty douchey, so... I feel like but, I feel like I know who you're talking about. It's we'll an we'll see. Yeah, there's yeah, no way okay. I'm saying that. We'll right put in our beds now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. But you know, I mean, uh, honestly, I. Uh, oh God, that was just the vape. Sorry, I turned oh, on the vape. <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, I, him being in the audience didn't distract me or throw me. I kind of thought, oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and then other people in the back. Well, were you like, were also meeting other like celebs all weekend. I'm assuming I saw pics of you with like Wanda Sykes and a couple other heavy hitters. That is so funny. That is the one interaction that everybody keeps asking me about. And it's just really funny because that was, and I completely get this. I'm not complaining, but I completely understand where she was coming from. The most reluctant selfie I did. I barely spoke two words to her, uh, and um, she kind of came into the green room. And I mean, I get it. She's a big star. Like, it's like she doesn't want to come and hang out with the loser comics in the back. Like, I get mm -hmm. it. Her security came in and just was like, "Yeah, like, don't go into the green room." So then she sat at the back of the room instead of coming into the green room. Totally get it. But the thing is, is that in order to get onto the stage for that show, you have to go through the green room. <laughs> so, kind of so she kind of popped in before she went up on stage and she was like, hello, hello, you know, uh, very polite. And I was like, oh, hi. Uh, I, I, she was on the way to the stage. I couldn't be like, I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And then um, I said, you know, good luck. Really looking forward to seeing your set. And then I just watched um, her set from the green room. And then when she came back off stage, uh, I was like, I really wanted a picture with her. And she was just bolting. And I just was like, I really shouldn't have. Just kind of grabbed her. You know, like, I just was like, oh, uh, that was so funny. Would it be okay if I were to take a super quick photo with you? And then she stopped. And she, like, had one foot out the door. And she looked at me. And she just kind of was like, she was like, um, 
uh, yeah, 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 sure, uh, yeah, yeah. And I could tell that she was like hated me, and I should have just taken the hint. But I just ran over really quickly. I took like the fastest, like first selfie, like as as fast as I could, and I was just like, I didn't even care what it looked like. I was like, okay, thanks, and then I that was it. But that's a weird experience. I know what you mean, and yeah. it's hard because then you're like second guessing everything, like. Maybe you never know what's going on in that person's life. Like, you exactly. know, maybe they have diarrhea. Who, who knows? Sure. Like, it could yeah. be anything. I'm saying that 100%. as an extreme example, but like, yeah, it could be anything. So I try to think about that because I met a couple people there too, and some gave me vibes where I was kind of like, oh, okay. And yeah. I'm no one. Like, I'm not even sh- in the showcase. I was just there watching comedy, you know? But we yeah. smoked Jeff Ross on a joint, and he was cool, but he seemed really like yeah. low energy, not super happy to meet us. And why would he be, sure. I guess? But I'm sharing my drugs with you. like. <laughs> sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I opened for Jeff Ross a few years ago, and um, he was... Uh, so, okay, the more and more that I do comedy and the more opportunities that I have and stuff like that, and the, the more that you're on the road all the time and you're constantly uh, talking to fans or talking to audience members and stuff like that, it is so emotionally and mentally draining. Oh yeah, I can and imagine. And sometimes when I see these Americans and these uh, like comedy celebrities, uh, when I work with them or if I've seen them and stuff like that, and at first like my inner Canadian is like, wow, like this person's an asshole. Like, wow, this person's really mean. Mm-hmm. But the more that I've been doing comedy and the, the longer that I'm on the road for and the, the more that I have to talk to audience members after shows and I'm trying to sell things and you have to do the photos and then people... It, it you just can relate more. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I get it. You have to start setting boundaries at one point where you're just like, I am mentally giving so much of you, of myself to you, kind of thing, and it's exhausting. Yeah. And you, ha- as a human being, like, like I have a be limit. My time? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's I, fair. That's human. You need totally take re- reflection time and and just totally time to chill out. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm starting to sort of understand that a little bit more. I also I also do think though that like if you do work in the public eye in some capacity. Um, you do owe a little bit to the public. You do owe not be a complete piece of shit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a level you can pass where it's like, okay, I don't care how bad your day is. Yeah, like this is the gig you knew you should have known somewhat you were you're getting into. And if if you're getting harassed to that level, it's because you're doing really really well. Yeah. So you have a lot of things to kind of be grateful for. But I don't know. It's it's one of those things easier said than done until you've experienced it yourself. And I always try to. I don't know. Totally. It's weird because I, I try to imagine like, okay, let's say you're Robert Downey Jr. or something like that. Sure. I literally think in my head that it would be fun to just be like, I can do the littlest thing and blow someone's fucking mind and make their whole year. Sure. You know, just like come and take yeah. a picture or just be like, hey, do you guys want to have a coffee? Or like, what? I would do weird shit like that. Yeah. I'd like to think that I would be like a Bill Murray weirdo who would like yeah. steal a piece of your pizza or whatever, like that kind of shit. But yeah. who knows until you're there, right? Like, Well... I ran into, I was in Los Angeles, not for comedy. I was just there for a vacation, uh, and I'd never been. And uh, I was in a Starbucks, and I saw Diane Keaton. And I was like, oh. And she was standing right next to me, and I did not say a word to this bitch because I cannot <laughs> fucking stand Diane Keaton. I cannot stand her <laughs> movies. I cannot stand her as an actress. And so I literally, I mean, she's she's a very talented person. She's a very talented actress, but it's just the fact that you know, I, uh, imagine if you were that Bill Murray person and you did take the piece of pizza. And someone's like, I hate you. I'd be work. like, I fuck. <laughs> like, if this bitch took my coffee, I'd be like, I fucking hate you. Like, <laughs> fucking Diane Keene. <laughs> but no, she was she was very nice and she That's was amazing. taking pictures with everybody and she, uh, I'm sure, a very lovely person, but I'm not She's really. She's one of those people that I know, like, her name and I, I could probably pick her 
face out in the lineup or whatever, but I'm not familiar with her work in a big way. She was in The Godfather. She was in Annie Hall, directed by Woody Allen. Oh, yeah. She was like Woody Allen's kind of muse for a while or no? No, uh, she was in... um, My dad would know this, yeah. Yeah, she was in um, Something's Gotta Give. Uh, okay. With Jack oh, Nicholson, yeah, yeah. that was actually pretty good. Yeah. She's she was in Marvin's Room with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, she was uh, she was in a lot. She's won Oscars or no? I think she was in First Wives Club. I mean, I don't think that you would know that movie, but <laughs> hey, man, yeah, <laughs> no, don't assume. Um, I don't know. I, I've heard of it, but I don't know. I've definitely never seen it. Sure, she's uh, she's a, a a big Hollywood star, and honestly, she was she was very nice and taking photos with people and she's who's, very um nice out of person. celebrities that you've met or comics or whatever who's like the favorite experience that you've ever had or who was the nicest like uh joe coy was I've never heard of him so she, oh he you, or she uh he oh okay. you definitely i if you saw a picture of joe coy you'd know joe okay. coy. uh he is kind of peaking right now like his career is kind of exploding right now okay he um is uh when i met him he was very nice he was he uh he gave me a hug he was uh uh like hey like where where are you guys ending up tonight are you going to this party like maybe i'll see you there kind of thing um jeff ross smoked me he gave me some weed and we talked about because there, there was a quentin tarantino roast that never aired so i like wanted to ask him about it yeah um and he he i asked him about some of the jokes and uh, i think he told me some of the jokes like i can't remember them um but he was cool when you hung out with him though right? he was i think we, jeff we, ross is because we were just yeah. like fucking fans like you're like sure. he's probably he probably saw you perform right oh i was standing in the corner so awkwardly like a silent geisha like I just was like so awkward and uncomfortable because I didn't know what to say to him because he was with one of his friends and well and he's like the roast master you yeah. like what if he's like that in real life or yeah. whatever you know what if he burns you and I just kind of was like awkwardly standing in the corner like I want a local competition to be here like it was I was just that nerdy Canadian that's kind of what I did like I, I asked him if he wanted to smoke and then I right away that's probably why he gave a weird energy I was like Oh, yo, I'm a comic. Like, can I tell you a joke? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you know what? No. You know who is the nicest fucking comedian I've ever met that was, like, pretty famous? Alonzo Bowden. Oh, really? Yeah, we saw him when we were in... Uh, he was on the Pete Holmes podcast we watched. He is so... He seems very chill and mellow. Yes, and he was so nice when I met him. I was in... I wasn't uh, I wasn't at Just for Laughs uh, performing. I was at Just for Laughs... Uh, as an audience member in 2014, I just wanted to go. Yeah, that's what we did, yeah. Sure. And uh, I was in a full blackout. And um, I was like, oh, I was like, you were on the All-Star show tonight. And I was like, oh, you're so funny. And then he just, like, got to know us. He got to, like, he was like, where are you from? What's your name? Like, do you want a drink? Like, he just was Oh, nice. Really, he was actually down to chill and hang out. Uh, Beth Stelling, really cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean that's a name I've heard, but again, I couldn't. I don't think I've heard. Any oh, of she's stuff. so I love Beth. She's she's send so, me some names and stuff to like yeah. that, you know up and comers. John like Dore, super oh, John Dore, I chill, love. super nice. Love him. John Dore is amazing. Yeah, I, I think his brand of comedy is so bizarre and yeah. funny. I watched uh, him at Yucks once, where he came out and. You know, like people were clapping, kind of giving already a standing ovation just for him coming out because it was fans of his show and stuff like sure, that. Sure, yeah. And uh, he he kind of was trying to quiet the crowd. He said, "All right, okay," and he said those two words repeatedly in different tones for like ten minutes, and it killed, and it went away, and then it came back around, and it was yeah, he'd be like okay, all right. 
you know, yeah. okay, all right. Like, he yeah. just kept switching up. It was the weirdest bit I've ever seen, and yeah. it destroyed. Of course. He's just a He's kind of an fellow. alt comic, and I love that about him. Um, to be honest with you, I feel like most of the interactions that I've had with most comics have been positive. I would say that it's easier for me to recall the negative uh, course, yeah. diva These, moments that I've had yeah, yeah. with with a, with uh, a handful of comics. Those who shall not be named. Yeah, those who <laughs> shall not be named. But, yeah, well, honestly, yeah. there are a lot of super supportive people in comedy. I'd say yeah. – I don't know what the percentage is. There's definitely, there's a split, but uh, I've met a lot of people. Like you, you're a perfect example of someone like, I don't even really fucking know you that well. You've just always been nice to me. And whenever I tried to reach out, you were like super friendly. And you know what I mean? You had, you didn't have to come on here. This We were not even on the internet yet. And you're still sure. willing to lend your time. So I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I just like, um, uh, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think. Think of myself as uh, like anything, and I think that anybody that really does, it's like okay, like you need to yeah, check reevaluate yeah, yeah. your situation because it's just jokes, your like it's just comedy. There, yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, like, listen. I mean, I've had moments, of course, where like I'm so like I'm like, oh fuck yeah, like I'm the fucking shit. And then like the next day, I'm like, I hate myself. I'm the worst. Why? Oh. I'm a fraud. Like all that 100%, stuff. Back and yeah. forth. And um, but you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, uh, in general people in comedy, uh, we all, everybody talks shit. Like I would be lying if I said I've never talked shit before. It's a gossip about, sort of rumor mill. Yeah. And the thing is, is we all kind of get off on that. I feel like I'm a little bit more honest about it and it's gotten me in trouble because like people will ask me and I'll be like, like, I'm not going to lie to your face. Like I'll no, just I'm... be like, yeah, you know what, man? Like I did say that. And yeah. like, I was just saying that cause I was just running my mouth and like I was drunk or whatever. And then the other people that were involved, like won't admit it. And yeah. then I'm the one. You don't who... do the two faced thing. Though. Oh God. No. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. I respect the shit. If you that. ask, if you ask me a question, I will answer that question for you. Oh yeah. I'm extremely yeah. honest in the same way. Like I have pretty bad anxiety a lot of time and I find that uh, secrets and guilt Same. give me so much anxiety. Same. To the point where I'm always just like, let's just fucking deal with this. Whatever it is, it's going to yeah. be easier if we just talk about it and be honest. And totally. Shit, you know? I'm the exact same way. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to ask, like, how did you start in comedy or when? or? Uh, uh, so uh, in September, uh, this September 3rd, it'll be seven years. Oh, shit. And uh, I started comedy... Uh, so you would have been, what, 23? I was 23. Sorry, you said you were 30 in your set yes. last night. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I Yeah, I started when I was 23. I, um, I, when I was 21, I was working at an art gallery, and I met these two comics uh, from Toronto, uh, and they popped in, and they we just got to chatting, and they were like, oh, we're comedians. And I just kind of thought oh, like, you can do that? Yeah. Like, I was like, I thought that you had to be, like, famous to be a comedian. Like, I was stupid. Like, I No, didn't I get understand. it. Like, there's a club. You got to get yeah. a membership card or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand. And then I was like, oh. So that kind of planted the seed a little bit. And then I was like, I actually think I could do that. And then uh, a friend of mine, uh, Emma, uh, she um, just signed me up to perform in this conversation uh she was there she signed me up to perform at the monday absolute comedy night okay, yeah. uh that was run by josh williams oh nice he's awesome and uh uh yeah that's that's kind of how i that's how i started my friend just sort of signed me up and that was it that's honestly similar to me like not that i'm anywhere near the level you are with my comedy quite at this moment <laughs> but um I've had my moments and I feel like that was the same thing. I started going to a lot of open mics just to watch them. And uh, I would see enough people where I was like, I could do better than that. 
Sure. Not to be a dick or whatever, because there was plenty of people that where I was like, I can't do that. Sure. But I thought enough that like, that's why I always tell people if they're like, oh, I kind of want to do comedy. I say, go to like an amateur night. Yeah. And you'll see a couple people bomb or a couple people just kind of do so-so and it'll make you feel like, all right, the, the playing field's a little more level. Like, you know, if you see someone destroy, it can make you feel like. I'm never going to be that good. Yeah. I, I've had those moments for sure where I watch someone just clean up and I'm like, Ugh, well, when I, I did, when I did one of my warm up sets at just for laughs, I was on this like queer comedy show, the one with Wanda Sykes. And, uh, I was between Jessica Kirsten and Wanda Sykes at the end, which by the way, that's just hostile. Like, yeah. I don't know who the fuck did that lineup, but it's literally like, Hey, let's Some put the pressure. person. we've ne- Yeah. Let's yeah. put the person we've never heard of. And let's just sandwich him between two celebrities. Like cool. Yeah, that's and hard. Jessica went up and annihilated. Like she, like the audience was kind of bad and she in every sense of the word destroyed. Yeah. And then the host comes into the back and he goes, Hey, I'm just going to bring you right up. And I was like, Oh my God, no, you reset the room. That's not how you yeah, host. And then he brings me right up and I ate it in front really? of, I ate it in front of Wanda. I ate it in front of Jessica oh, because I couldn't follow her. Like she destroyed. Well, what's your definition of ate it? Are you saying ate it in comparison to someone that just destroyed or did you fucking eat it? Like, uh, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say that I, I, I wouldn't say that I bombed. Okay. So you got laughs, but not, yes. like it was but not, it was not good. You could it, feel that deflation. Oh my air. God. Yeah. It was just like, it was like so much energy and the room was on fire. And then I went up and it was like, somebody let the air out of the balloon. Like it was, so oh my weird God. how that can just be like lineup because if they had put you earlier, you probably could have killed and just sure. helped get the energy started, you know? But that's the thing is like I bombed in front of Wanda. I bombed in front of Jeff. Oh, uh, Deanne Smith was on the show. I bombed in front of her. I bombed in front of so many people. And I was like, I was mad because I was like, no, like this lineup, like I can't follow Jessica. She's so good. Yeah. I can't follow her. And um, I was kind of mad because I was like, Honey, like, I can contribute to a fucking lineup, but please don't put me after the best comic. Yeah. Like, because, you know. It's going to just fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's way too hardcore. Yeah. Uh, and that was my first show this year, and I thought, fuck. And then when I did my warm-up show, I did so well. Oh, nice. And then I was like, okay. Well, the night I saw you, you did really well. I- I'm sure you that got was, that, right? The thank, John that was the, Yeah. I was at the, the 10 o'clock show or 10.30 or whatever it was yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Saturday night. Yeah. I actually was the really one happy girl, with... Remember, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, okay. But um, remember the girl, she got her... Uh, they had to like redo all these segments. I don't know if you stuck Fatima. around. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone felt so bad for her. It was weird, man. They had to like cue it up and she had to fake the jokes and everyone had to pretend we hadn't heard them. Well, I thought that actually kind of worked in her favor because she... Uh, when I was watching her, I was literally like, sure, like, she has to redo the joke. Yeah. But, like, then the audience laughter was, like, really big. So, like, you it just why? looked really good. It was just, in my opinion, it's because it was a Canadian audience. Sure. We were just really like, hey, that's not fair. And then yeah. we gave it harder, I think. You're yeah. right. She got a bigger applause. The so it's going to look great for her taping. Yeah. yeah. But, but some people might have cracked under that pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was so, like, weird and such yeah. a bizarre situation for Compared to normal stand-up comics, yeah, what they got to deal with, but yeah, no, that that taping that taping was really good. Yeah. I made one little mistake, but I just whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I didn't notice, so that, yeah, that's it, one yeah. thing I was gonna say when you're talking about bombing. I feel like bombing is a very strong word because a lot of time people say they bombed, and then the audience is like, "No, you didn't. You did yeah. fine." A lot of that can be kind of in your own head. Okay, well, well I because bombing bombing should be undebatable. 
Sure. Me. Someone bombed. It's like no one in the room would argue otherwise. That's bombing, in my opinion. Sure. So okay. So then I okay. So then I guess I didn't like bomb. I can't even picture you bombing like bombing, bombing. But it no. But I I did not do well. Yeah. I did not do well, and uh, it was so funny. I uh, I. Uh, Afterward, I was I, I felt kind of like I was licking my wounds, and I remember I was talking to Deanne Smith, um, and I said to her, I was like, "Oh man, that was rough." And then she was like, "I'm going to tell you something that Kathleen Madigan told me before I was about to do a gala like a few years ago." She's like, "Because I was feeling really nervous," and yeah. she goes, "If you go out there and if you absolutely kill, she's like, it doesn't matter, and if you go out there and you absolutely bomb." It doesn't matter. And I was like, that is so true. Something I've noticed too is like I stress about it way more and then I, I've had thoughts where I'm like, wait, no one actually fucking cares. Exactly. Like, you put, especially if I post exactly. something on Instagram, I'm like, no one cares. No yeah. one like follows my posts. I'm like, whatever. You got to get out of that yeah. mindset because yeah. yeah it's, it, it's crazy. People don't, no one cares. Yeah, but it's hard not to like yeah. just get in your own head. I mean, you're putting yourself out there and especially when you're trying out new material. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But you gotta, yeah, you gotta be the jester, I guess, and just be okay with yeah, whatever fucking goes. That that's why I started doing comedy years ago, which I took kind of a big gap. I only recently got into doing it steadily last March. So okay, I, I, um, but before that, I was just kind of dabbling. Sure. And um, shit, I totally lost my track of thought. <laughs> oh my god, fucking weed. Um, <laughs> what, what did you say right before this? Uh, just that if you kill, it doesn't matter. If you bomb, it doesn't matter. Self pressure. I don't even fucking know where I was going with that. It's just that, yeah. It, it's really just like <laughs> it'll come back to me. No, but it's like your own reflection. It's literally just sort of like the person that it matters to the most is just you. Yeah. And if you are at peace with like, well, that wasn't my best, and you're okay with that, then yeah. I think that you're ahead of a lot of people because uh, we all have a really hard time with that. I mean, you know, if I if I have like a really bad set where you're just like getting those like hot flashes afterward, where you're like, like that was rough. We all have those kind of sets sometimes, but like um, in general, like if I do really poorly, there's always reasons why. It's yeah. like, well, I didn't tell that joke right, or well, I there's was trying out room new for shit. Or, yeah. yeah, it's like you know. Sometimes the hard part though is learning to look at it that way. Yeah, and learning to to start like stop being afraid of the failure. I guess is, and that's that's why I was spacing my shit out at the beginning. Is because I would have mixed feelings about the entire experience, and and I would stress out for like a week before a show. I'd be like. Just the anticipation was what would fuck me up. It wasn't even... Yeah. Once I'd be on the stage, it would usually go well. And I'd be like, what was I worried about? Oh, well, that's what it always is. But how do yeah. you get rid of that fucking... It, you can't. Ugh, it's always... I hate that lingering, yeah. impending doom feeling. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It's, it never goes away. Shit. It never goes away. I think that's why I want to do this shit more. Like, sure. I like doing comedy, but this is so much more my game, man. Just fucking talking to people and yeah. learning shit, making friends. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't know. Do it. Feeling more in my element here, you know? Good. Yeah. And you're like... In my nerd cave. Your nerd cave. I got a couple music things up here. I got Conway Twitty over here. I bought this at um, <laughs> at Value Village. Basically because, I don't know, from Family Guy, if you've ever seen, there was a recurring segment where they'd say, yes. like, Conway yeah, Twitty. Yeah. So it was mainly because right. of that. It was two bucks. I was like, whatever. But now I think it's funny because I started reading it. And look at the first song, including, I've already loved you in my mind. <laughs> That song might as well be called Spank Bank. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. And he also looks like an old, like, that you know, the aging app? Yes. If you put that on Jeremy Renner, <laughs> right? Kind of. If you saw the back, you would totally agree with me. Oh, sure. I think uh, Conway Twitty, like his mighty 
Mighty Hair. I uh, that freaking pompadour. I think that's what it's called. I love that. Twenty certified number one hits. Yeah, apparently he was a huge star. I kind of looked him up because uh, after decorating, I realized he was kind of dead in center. And I was like, okay, he's a country star. There's a good chance he might have some racist shit in his past. And I didn't want like people to watch the podcast and then be like, he's Conway Twitty fan. Sure. I don't know. But it turns out, yeah, he's a good guy from what I read on Wikipedia. He doesn't have any scandals or any of that shit. So. Well, that's rare. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I heard some shit. Like, I got Johnny Cash up there, who I love his music. But I heard he, some bad shit about him that he was uh, oh, sure. a, a pretty racist. Oh, but he's Mainly. from the South. What do you? Yeah, mean? and it was a long time ago. I'm not doesn't justify it, but it's it it taints it for me if I hear some shit about sure any anyone, whether they're an actor or a musician. If sure. I, you know, it almost sucks to peek behind the curtain. Look at like Kevin Spacey. Fuck, no one wants to watch his movies anymore. Well, I mean, you know, I think that if you peek behind the curtain for most celebrities, <laughs> you'd be like Jesus, and you would never. <laughs> I think, Probably true. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I know like a lot of celebrities, but literally, like whenever I do hang out with and speak to um, celebrities, it's like I, it's like. The more I do comedy and, like, the bigger gigs that I do, I'm just sort of like, oh, no, like, I fully understand your bullshit. It's like, I fully understand, like... Oh, yeah, your empathy and your, like, just people radar goes up for sure. Yeah, Yeah. because you're just sort of like, oh, I know what you're doing. And it's just sort of like... Well, in in my opinion, if you believe in, like, empathy and that kind of shit... And, and, you know, just energy of people. I know it sounds really fucking out there, but I feel like comics are definitely putting their fucking energy out there. They're letting you in in a way that most people don't. You know what I mean? So imagine you're in a room full of people like that. They're all kind of letting you into their psyche in in this weird way that, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But no, I mean, I don't know. In general, I find that most um, most, uh, stars and stuff like that, they all have some... Some, Well, damaged is okay. I, I... don't mind damaged people. Like I have sure. OCD. I got, I got anxiety. I got my own issues, but it's just, are you a decent person? That's yeah. You know? Yeah. Are you not a fucking dick? That's, that's how I judge people. Like, yeah. And you can read that pretty quick with a lot of people. Yeah. I find nine times out of 10, I find most people are, are actually genuinely like good people and want good things. But I also find that, uh, you will also meet people that are just garbage. Those are the ones I've met a lot of people through comedy that I felt were like good people deep down, but they put up this huge front and I don't have the energy to like chip away at your social armor. So I can either be really real with them or I just say, fuck it. Like I don't have time to be your friend. If that makes any sense, like people who are just like really defensive and a lot of that posturing where I'm just like, I just want to talk to people who are real and direct and there's none of that bullshit. A lot of my thirties for me has been mitigating bullshit. Like cutting friends out who just aren't fucking good friends and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I'd much rather have less friends, but good friends, shit like that. Or I had a lot of people who make you feel like you got to chase them down to hang out. You you ever had a friend like that where it's like, you're always the one texting them and then you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, well, I mean, you know, so I turned 30 this year and, uh, I certainly had, uh, a lot of, I've been doing a lot of like reflecting, like, uh, I, this is really random, but like, I just sort of that little bubble burst where you realize that you're not invincible and you're literally just like, Oh no, like I'm going to die. Like that that keeps getting worse in in my experience. Yeah. I have existential crises like weekly. All the time. I think that you do have to come to peace with that at some point where you're literally just like, well, 
we all like no one gets out alive like we're all going somewhere and it can be a good thing because it can cause you to start going to the gym more or like just yeah. eating healthier like i made a lot of positive changes with those freakouts yeah. in my life because i was like all right i'm gonna try the to shadow do... of death is yeah. eclipsed <laughs> you're yeah but oh fuck that's what i was gonna say that was my train of thought thing what? was that um i was able to do stand-up comedy after getting a divorce because i mm. felt like kind of invincible because i was like yeah. okay oh these people might not laugh at my jokes like sure. that seemed like nothing in comparison to you know like having your whole life kind of uprooted and everything fucking yeah going wonky or whatever yeah so i don't know that that was the point i was uh, i had forgotten earlier tragedy plus time equals comedy i so. guess yeah or or confidence in my opinion because if you get beaten down i guess emotionally in a way where you're just kind of like okay well what else you got life you know I, that's right. how i kind of felt like i was just like sure. okay yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Like it's this isn't gonna phase me. Like I'm already in the in the gutter right now or whatever, you know? Like I think for you know, I think for um well no, just to get back to that conversation about cutting friends out that like really are just kind of superficial yeah, yeah. things like that. I mean, um you know, the more that I've been doing stand up and the more success that I have, and I mean, you know, you you were witness to it last night. Um, the more success that I have, I see who my friends are and a lot of people turn on you when you move past them or if you're on the same level as them or you're doing a similar gig as them or you are uh doing a gig that maybe they wanted that uh they've never gotten that you mm. got or or you got it before them the or competitive shit comes out yeah. that kind of shit um it i have uh dealt with like three or four people that truly uh have projected their anger and insecurity onto me and like are basically like, I want you to know that I, I don't like you and blah, blah, blah. And none of these things have anything to do with me. It's no. literally, it's, it's all them. And we, and we were talking about this last night. Yeah. It's just classic bully syndrome. Absolutely. Like I need to make other people feel as shitty as I feel. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, as I've gotten older, cause I am, uh, I think as a comic, we in a way like are people pleasers because we want to make people laugh and we want to make people have for a good sure. time. So for me, I would when people when I found out that people didn't like me, I would be like, oh, oh god, and then I would try to do everything that I could to get them to like That's me. That's kind of how I feel. Like as far as with the audience, I always want to make everybody laugh, and I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. Legitimately, yeah. I don't sure. like certain topics because I'm just like I don't want to talk about politics, I don't want to talk about gender, I don't want to talk about yeah. anything that's gonna fucking make someone be like that guy's a dickhead. Yeah, you know, right. And he, well, even last night I was uh, I said a joke about being vegetarian, and some vegan chick came up later, and I th I think she was just fucking around, but she made a joke that was kind of like in reference to me and kind of like. I don't know. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> She's like, that was, wow, that was the salt. Um, but yeah, like literally like I uh, would just try so hard to get people to uh, like me. And then I just was like, I don't like you. Yeah. And then I was like, why do I care? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a lesson. That's empowering. Yeah, it's like, it's a lesson that it, it's it's easier said than done. It's something that I'm working on all the time. But mm -hmm. literally like I have definitely gotten to a point in my life where like, if you don't like me, I don't care. I can still like you. If you don't like me, that's fine. Like I'm, a, I'm a big boy. Like the, I, I can handle I that. Appreciate someone's work. Sure, yeah, yeah. but like if you don't like me and I don't like you, I, then fine. Yeah, great. What are we doing here? Let's well, exactly. Let's shut it just down. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll be professional with you. If only but more people could do that. Yeah. 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 I think so too. The because world would be a happier place. Yeah. Uh, there are some people that uh, I actually have, and uh, there has been like irreparable damage to our. 
sort of friendship because of things that have gone down. And sure. uh, when I run into them, I find I'm more of a person that can be like, uh, hello, how are you? Where, uh, you know, they're, they tend to be a little bit more immature Venomous about it. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay. Is this someone you're forced to run into sometimes? All through the work, time. Like comedy stuff? All the time. Yeah. yeah all the Shit, time. man. That sucks. Well, it makes you more of a pro, a champ to have to deal with that bullshit, I guess, in a way, as annoying as it might be. It's part of the job, I guess. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about people uh, in my 30s that I, I try to cut out, another one that I've always hated is people who, when you're hanging out with them one-on-one, and this goes back to when I was a teenager, like crashing at a buddy's place, sleepover style. They'll, you have these great times together. But then as soon as you're in a crowd of people, they throw you under the fucking bus just to look cool. Yeah. I fucking hate that more than anything. Yeah. Like, because then I'm like, hey, man, what about when we roasted right. marshmallows together or whatever? <laughs> you know, like I thought we had a fucking moment. And sure. you know, you're just it's so cavalier. You just fucking toss me under, you know? Anyway. Sure. I don't know why I mentioned. I'm that, just but. picturing like a crowd of people, <laughs> and then like this person says like talk shit about you, and then the crowd disperses, and then it's just you like with tears streaming down your eyes. Honestly, like, I'm pretty sensitive. I don't know. <laughs> I've never, uh, I've never cried after a set. I've never really had a, a super bad set. I haven't done that many. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm probably at, like 40 or something now in my whole career of comedy sets. Maybe, sure. maybe 30 even. I don't fucking know. But I've never done know. one where I felt like I bombed. Uh, I don't think you've ever seen me do comedy. Eh? Uh, I don't know. I, saw, I met you on the show, actually. Yeah, this was this was years ago. We were in the green room. You had a guitar. I think it was either like you a competition. You had a boyfriend there at the time, too, I think. Was I it, remember talking to some guy. Oh, my God. He's a total piece of shit. We don't need to talk about it. I was uh, going to say, yeah. I always <laughs> like to bring up my guest's exes. You know, yeah, for a no. Good com- no. Um, um, I, I don't know if you're listening to this. <laughs> if not. you are, <laughs> um, I hope that your house catches on fire and you're trapped inside. <laughs> anyway... Um, he, uh, no. And oh, we don't, I, we don't have to talk about. Oh, no, honey. We if you want to, man, I'm here, but, uh, last names. Yeah, I no. know. Yeah, fucking sending me emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was just a person for me that, um, you know, we had a very intense relationship, but at the end of the day, like we had nothing in common and we kind of just brought the worst out in each other. Gotcha. And, uh, the so end. So really good sex then. <laughs> yes, that's exactly that's exactly what it was. Why else would you stay? Yeah, that, that was exactly yeah. what it was. And literally, um, I think that he kind of felt that same way too. And um, it, we did not end things on a positive note. And uh, yeah, we haven't re- we haven't really spoken since. I mean, he you know he's since tried to like reach out and like and uh, talk and stuff like that. And uh, it's coming back for the booty call, man. I th- well, I mean, you know, like I'm in a relationship, like no oh, thanks. Oh yeah, that's but with the potato. With the potato. But with you know <laughs> that being said, I can't believe I'm like talking so much shit about my ex, but like whatever. whatever. Uh, no one. He's there's no way he's gonna fucking. Yeah, leave. no. But like he, uh, yeah, no, he, um, you know. I mean, I'm hoping you'll share this, and I'm assuming you're not Facebook <laughs> friends with him anymore. So. No, oh God, no, okay, no, no. There we go. But like you know, he tried to reach out to chat and go for a coffee, and I just was like, girl, like you and I. Like, I d- did not have a good relationship when we were together. We did not end things well. Why would I want to go for yeah, coffee? That's the mature thing to do. For yeah, sure. absolutely not. Um, yeah, the sex is definitely a reason people will stay in a bad relationship. But the other one that I find is funny is when people are just like, they're just bound by like the fact that they have an apartment together. And like, I, this happened to me. It's like you have, yeah. uh, oh, we got th- three cats or whatever together. Yeah. And, and you just, uh, you know. You make excuses because it's convenient to sure. not like shake the boat and upset your whole life. It's a big deal, right? To yeah. fucking rearrange your whole life. But that's, it's just weird. Dane Cook actually had a really funny bit that I've always loved about um, the girl breaking up and they're like, 
Cindy, you should just break up with him. He's a fucking asshole. And she's like, it's not that easy, okay? My CDs are still in his truck. Yeah. <laughs> like, just making fucking dumb excuses to stick around. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I was, my when I was 20 years old, I moved in with my other ex. I've been in a lot of relationships. I'm very much like a serial monogamist. That's 100% how I was, too. Yeah. I wouldn't say I had a lot, in it. I don't know, a normal amount, but yeah. I've definitely not been the single bachelor dude sure. very many times. I'm pretty life. sure we dated at one point. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I lived with him when I was like 20 years old. Cause when I was 20, like I was like, we're all fucking stupid when we're 20. I literally was like, Oh my God, like, are we about to get married? <laughs> Thinking like, he See, I actually got married. Oh, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> uh, but you know, no, no, it worked out all good for me. Just for the record, anyone was listening. Well, I mean, you know, when my parents, like in, in my parents' generation, it was very much sort of like the best time to get married is when you still have braces. Like it's, it's so true. Yeah. People yeah. were like, what, 17 getting married? Oh, yeah. Having high like, school sweethearts and shit. Can you imagine being with the same person that you were with in high school? Like sexually and otherwise. Yeah. Like on both fronts. It's like crazy. There's a whole world out there. That's the weird thing, right? Let's say you're high school sweethearts and you do have this amazing relationship. You still don't know that it could have like, it could have possibly been better. This might've just been like, yeah, your stepping stone into dating. I don't know. I, uh, it's kind of romantic, I guess in an old fashioned way, but it seems just naive. It, I think so too. Right. I think so too. It but makes sense for that old time. Sure. You wanted to just find a partner and fucking start a farm and have a bunch of kids <laughs> to help fucking sow the fields or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, anyway, so I, I moved in. I how far back we're going here. Oh, sure. But like, no, I, I moved in cave. with this guy and then we broke up five times because I was like, it's okay. Like people that break up five times, it just, they get back together because they love each other because couples fight. But we were together for like a year. Which is like it was so toxic. Long enough, yeah. And um, then we had a lease that we had to finish. Where we had to live together for five months, but we had a roommate, so we had to share a bed together for five months, even though we were broken up and we fucking hated each other. Brutal. Yeah. So like I have been in a lot of Holy like fuck that would suck. Yeah. When he <laughs> was really funny actually. He was actually a really funny person. Um when he left the apartment finally the day he moved out. I remember I like watched him from the balcony and I was like waving goodbye and he just like gave me and the building a finger and he was like fuck you and I just I thought that was really funny because oh, <laughs> I was like fair. I was yeah, like yeah. I totally get that. Get that out <laughs> of your system, buddy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I had a couple questions. We've gone over some of them. I got weird ones, too. I was going to ask you if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Because, you know, in theme of... I have a wall of inspiration. Yeah, 100%. Or if you're going to come up with your own, but... Uh, If I had a superpower... Or you could just pick a superhero if that just kind of encapsulates what you'd want to be. Because, like me, I do like Spider-Man, but he's got a bunch of powers, right? But I think being Spider-Man for a day in, like, New York City and web-slinging and shit would be one of the funnest things in the world. If Uh, you knew how to do it, like, as well as him, you know? If you just had that knowledge fucking... Sure. Uh, I did like I sound Age like I'm Spider Verse. That was a cool movie. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that was yeah, really that was good. Kind of trippy too. Uh, yeah, I, I was also high when I watched it. Um, That's a good good movie to see baked. Actually. Yeah. Um, let me think. I guess uh, probably um, either like how Wolverine can like heal himself. But that comes with like the "Do you want to live forever?" fucking question, right? Uh, I feel like in a way we watch like, everyone you love die. Sure, it's weird. Or <laughs> just like no hesitation. To sure, sure. Or invisibility. Invisibility because like when I I can't even tell you how many times where like someone I can see at like my nine o'clock is approaching me. That's like 
Do you remember in Wayne's World when like Wayne sees that girl and what was her name? Oh, like, his Cindy. Ex. Yeah, and then uh, it was like Stacy. Stacy, yeah, yeah. and it was like. Wait, wait. Like sometimes yeah. I have that where I'm like, and they oh haven't my God. seen you yet, and you're just yeah, like, and I could peace out, and I just want to disappear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, like, so after... not for creepy reasons. Then a lot no. of people who pick invisibility, I think they're doing it for creepy reasons. For creepy to reasons, sneak in places. Oh well, now you've given me ideas. Okay, that too. Uh... Yeah, you could be real bad. You could rob a fucking bank. You could do crazy shit if you could go invisible. Yeah, I feel like if I could go invisible, I think you it used would it just... for such an innocent thing. You're like, I would hide from exes. Yeah, where to use your superpower? Yeah, and to avoid <laughs> just to avoid people and like to just like. Like, if I'm being real, yeah, like, sometimes, like, after shows, like, I just would like to retreat to the green room. I don't want to... I, I feel like it's kind of gross, like, unless I'm trying to sell something, it's like, I do think it's kind of gross, like, waiting at the end of the bar. Uh, to talk to the comic? No, like, to, like, see the audience out. Like, good night, have a good evening. Oh, yeah, I it always looks find like that kind begging of... for attention. Yeah. It's like, they just watched you for an hour, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. If you're selling merch, it's one thing. But yeah. It's shaking hands and all that. Like, can I kiss your baby? Like, come on. People, I mean, it's so presumptuous to just wait by the door. It's like, thank you. Thank you. It's like, looks like you're just like begging for yeah. attention. You're begging for compliments. Like, I am an extroverted introvert where like, I can be really extroverted when I need to be. I know how to be social. I do have good social skills. But you need to recharge. I, I need to stop. Yeah. And that's, boom, that's when my superpower kicks in and I have to be invisible. Yeah. And I have to go away. Because if I don't, I will snap. And I yeah. will go crazy. I, first, I thought you were going to say it's uh, weird when someone waits at the end of the bar to meet and talk to the comic. Because I've definitely oh, been no. that guy a million times. No, no. I like, in case you can't tell, I'm not afraid to like approach people. I'm very like, uh, sure. I don't know. I just like meeting people. Yeah. So when I see comics I respect, I've always, I'm not afraid to be the guy to just go up and be like, give it a shot. You know, it might not go well, but like one time I smoked Tom Green on a joint on uh, the roof of Yuck Yucks, which I didn't even know you could go up there. How did you get up there? He brought me and then, I'll and then like four girls just appeared that I didn't even know had followed us. They just oh. like an entourage was just like, oh, Tom Green's going to the roof. I know all those girls. Yeah. yeah. I love all the girls that work there. Like I, I every time well, I this go is there. Years just, ago. Oh. This is like. Yeah. Probably they haven't changed staff years. in like five years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five, six years ago, this would have been before I even did comedy. Yeah. But. No, you, I love, you know I love Tom all Green. Have you worked there. with Tom Green? Yeah, I've um, met him a couple times, but it's always felt like he was being like, you know, PR version of himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like when comics yeah. are in yeah. comic mode, where they're sure. like being very professional. But like, I never felt like I was getting that genuine connection, which right. is fair. Hey, I don't fucking know him. He doesn't owe that to me. But well, I figured he's kind of mellowed out at this point. I yeah, mean, he's he, like, he sometimes seems like uh, I start to wonder. I've heard that, like in in real life, he's actually like really just calm and not like he is when he's screaming on the street and all that kind of shit that he used to do. You know? Like yeah. He well, seems kind of shy and nervous when I've seen him on podcasts in a really innocent, sweet way. Oh, he's very nice. I mean, we uh, he he got this moonshine uh, alcohol that had come out, and I was hosting that week, and uh, we got to promote it, and I, he gave me like. A bunch of shots for free nice. and then i think he like invited me to go to uh duns on elgin and like yeah, i had to very nice him. Guy. yeah he was he, yeah i really i really really uh we went to the same high school so yeah. like i heard stuff from teachers that i had about when he was in school i would hear all these stories about like him like running up and down the the lunch tables and like squashing people's lunches that's what one teacher told me which sounds kind of like crazy i don't know yeah and he would fake like falling down the stairs like having a seizure and then just like get up and like walk away oh sure just like zany <laughs> shit like that yeah i don't know he's he was a fucking crazy kid man 100 percent. but uh actually i have a weird story about tom green the first time i met him was actually when i was like uh 15 i want to say yeah and it was two days before christmas 
uh, in Beacon Hill. So, you know, Ottawa, yeah. Yeah. So Beacon Hill, Gloucester, whatever. And uh, my buddy and I were in the middle of a blizzard. We just got off the 95. We're walking back to my folks' place where I was living because uh, I was 15. <laughs> and uh, Oh, that's a little unorthodox. Yeah. What? A uh, little blizzard action going on. And we go to the, the Pronto. We were going to buy munchies just because we were super fucking baked and we wanted to eat some some garbage food the and pronto, uh, what's a what's pronto food mart it's like uh it's still there surprisingly after like 20 years because they're not a franchise from what i know pronto. um or they definitely don't have tons of locations but it's it's like a quickie whatever sure and um quickie, so, right. some woman walks out as we're walking in and we're super high so we're not paying attention and then we go grab a couple things and then the cashier's like oh that lady who just walked out is drew barrymore and we're oh, like, yeah. we're like, fuck you, buddy. We thought he was messing with us. So then we're like, no, no, he's being serious. We went out and they were in their SUV. Like no one else in the world. You know, those snowy blizzard days where you feel like you're like yeah. post-apocalyptic. Sure. And there's just this black SUV and we got to meet them and kind of just say hi for a couple minutes. It was um, during the six months they were married, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was like in 2004. He brought her here once. Yeah. And they were kind of. I was the tour. Yeah, I was I was there for um, that actually because uh, I was at the shopping center. I was at Plas. Oh, I was like, you were in the blizzard at no, the Prado. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and they were uh, they went into this place. It's called it was called uh, Market Fresh. It doesn't exist anymore. No, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, a farm boy type thing. Yeah, yeah, and it was like in the shopping center, okay. and then. Um, they went and Drew Barrymore got like a salad or something, and I saw her. I didn't say anything, but I was like, "Oh," and uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say anything though. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if this is like if this sounds bad, but like, when I see celebrities, I don't care because I'm literally like, you're just another person. Like you, you, the difference is just that like there's a camera on you. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I think. Well, first of all, I do think that's very specific because I, I think I am someone who is affected by celebrity or maybe I'm just not used to it yet or whatever. But when I do meet someone, I definitely get a little, especially if I'm like a fanboy for them. Like if I were to meet like Kevin Smith, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. If I met him, I'm sure I would get a little giddy or whatever. But my fiance, Kelly, she's like, she didn't care at all. Sure. Every time she, she doesn't get excited about, yeah, she's yeah. just like, she's a nurse. She works at ICU. She has like real life problems where yeah. like people are dying. I guess yeah. that's part of it, but... I guess there are some, I mean, I shouldn't say that about all celebrities, obviously, because I mean, like, I haven't really, I haven't really met that many, but I mean, just sort of in general, I always think like, oh, if I saw this celebrity, I would freak out. Mm. But like, yeah, no, I, I never freak out. It's more just, when sorry, I, sorry. Yeah, let's say when I do see them, I'm kind of just like, oh, like, there you are. Yeah. And I don't have the inkling to go up and be like. Oh my god, I loved you in this because I'm like, why well, don't? Well, what's that going to accomplish? Yeah, it's true. They probably don't give a shit. They don't care. I don't know. I like to think because if I if someone said that to me, I would I would so care, and I hope that if that if I ever get to that point somehow, I don't change, and that doesn't I don't lose that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being hopeful or whatever. But I feel like I would care every time someone was like, "Hey, man, your shit really moved me or, or yeah. inspired me or whatever." Like, how can that not affect you? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's I don't know. I guess for me, it's just sort of like if somebody like. If I was really rich and famous and somebody came up to me that I didn't know and said, hey, I really like your stuff, I'd be like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, what else can but you that, do? Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't add anything to their life. That doesn't add anything to my life. It just sort of is like, oh, OK, cool. We had this little interaction. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't I, really change the world. No. It, yeah. So it's just sort of like I, I think that you can just quietly respect someone. Yeah. Just being like, oh, like, uh, I love their work. And being like, oh, that's really cool that I just saw them. And then I I don't know yeah. if I would talk to them. 
See, I'm totally the opposite. And yeah. now I feel like a douchebag. No. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I think when you were saying like, oh, they're just another person, like, but they have a camera on them. I think for me, it's more, that's, I guess, part of it. But it's more like, no, they're a person that's doing something that I want to do. And they've reached a level where they've done it. And they've succeeded. That It's more like, that's what's alluring to me. I'm going like, I'm trying to figure them out. Like, what is it about you? Like, how have you gotten to the place that you're at? Not, not that fame and, and fortune is everything, but more just like succeeding in your craft. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, I guess it's a respect thing when I see someone. It's like, that to, I really... To be know. honest with you, I, in, in my experience, what I have seen from the industry is um, a lot of it is right place, right time. A lot of it is, um, there's not... Uh, right now, comedy right now uh, is about diversification. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about bringing in voices that normally weren't heard in stand-up comedy for a really long time. Which is awesome. Uh, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's getting a lot of straight white men very angry. <laughs> I don't uh, understand that. I know. And I think... As a straight of, white man, I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, and... Um, a lot of a lot I think what a lot of people like uh he who shall not be named don't understand is that when they see someone like me doing my thing and they they're like, Well, uh wow, this person's so gay, um, why don't they talk about something else? Honey, me talking about my relationship is not shit. a gay thing. No, no, not at all. That's me talking about my life. How is that any different from them talking exactly. about their wife or their kids? Or exactly. Like, yeah. And me talking about all kinds of shit uh, and and having to make it about my sexuality. It's like if it if it's not for you, mm-hmm. uh, I don't care because it's so arrogant to think that every comedian is for you. Yeah. It's like what I think a lot of straight men have a hard time accepting is that there are things in this world that they're not going to think is funny that other people will think is funny and it's for them. And then it's not for the straight guy and straight men in general. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying no, it's you. I was you. just going to say, I'm just... as a straight man, I think that like, I love seeing different perspectives in comedy that like I can 100% appreciate quote unquote gay jokes or sure. or black jokes. If some guy's sure. talking about growing up in the ghetto or some shit that I can't sure. necessarily relate to on a tangible life experience level. I love how a person can bring you in with their experience. That's what a good comic should do. They're they're telling a story. They're letting you into their life for yeah. a bit. Like that's fucking awesome. That's but what that's comedy's the thing, all about. That, but that's that's not how. That's well, not that's how, not how a lot it. of white guys are. I'm sure. Yeah. But that's the thing is, and it gets people so mad. And um, you know, you you think about how um, you you think about how. Uh, there were comics that were for everyone, quote unquote, like Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby. Yeah. And like, mm. <laughs> not so much, you know, and yeah. the thing is, is also um, I've never cared for those comedians. They're still funny. But when yeah. straight white men see me do what I do just because they don't care for my comedy, they're like, Pfft. That's not funny. Yeah. And you're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's like, just because it's not for you. Just remember that there are straight, straight white guys like me that do think it's funny. Just like there's probably some gay guys that don't think it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like sure. fucking everybody's oh, out sure. there. Don't forget about the straight white guys who like your shit is what I'm saying. Oh, you know no. I mean? and, like, I, and I and I understand that. But in general, that is what it is. Oh, I, and I, and I, I can was witness that. to it fucking last yes, night. I deal, with that, I deal with that shit all the and time. And that's exactly why I told you because I was like, 
I just couldn't sit on that. I'm not that kind of person, as I mentioned earlier. Like, if, I'm not going to keep that shit to myself. I'm but you like, know what, though? If I was if I was uh, a, a, a female comic and I wanted to talk about my fucking period for, like, an hour. Exactly. Then, bitch, I'm going to talk about my fucking period. It's like, don't tell me yeah. what I can and cannot talk about. I am expressing my art in the way that I want. And, and those guys are the like same it, people who don't want to be censored and they want to be able to say whatever the fuck they want. So why? You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think that right now where we are, people get so mad about... About, um, two letters PC they get so mad about that we're like oh it's so PC I will say that sometimes uh, a lesson that a lot of hyper liberal people do need to learn is that just because you're offended doesn't mean it's offensive that is 100 that is something that I and think it also a lot doesn't of mean you're right exactly yeah um, but PC just means that people need to be more aware that what they're saying can affect other people and communities in a True. negative way yeah. and in the future to not perpetuate like fucked up shit because yeah. I mean when I was a kid uh, and I mean this is still a thing it's getting better but it's really not that much better when I was a kid the pejorative is like you're a fag or that shit's gay mm -hmm. that would be like if that's true that would be like that. if that was... I was like if, if we refer to something negative it's something I didn't like and I was like oh that shit's so black yeah it's like oh yeah what? and I can say like when I was in grade 5 or 6 10 11 we all said that shit like mm -hmm. oh that's super gay and it's again it's sure. an insecurity thing it's it's because guys at that age are just trying to figure out like their own sexuality I think sure. and the thought of being gay maybe scares them because like you said you know they're discriminated against to some degree it's a scarier sexual orientation to have i guess i would assume transgender is even more intense like at, in i the live my life that in we're fear well, uh, no, not like that but you know what i mean on the daily well fucking if it was the 50s you probably would have you know what i mean like not um, that long ago you would have been maybe gay people would have been fucking chased after with a stake it seems like right in the 50s yeah. What did you do back in the day? No, no, uh, not no, you... because he's older, not because he has anything against gay people. <laughs> what did people. you do on the weekends? Tell me. Uh, no. <laughs> no, but I want to say like, when did gay rights really? It was like the '80s that started pushing through, and then uh, even then, the AIDS shit made people fucking afraid. I don't know, man. Well, I've so basically, the gay rights, the gay pride parade started in the late 1960s, and the 1970s people fought for gay rights. You know, people like Harvey Milk, and then it yes, became the okay. 1980s, and then in yeah, yeah. the 90s, people um, were like. Uh, it, it was like white gay men that were at the the height of privilege uh, yeah. because uh, uh, they didn't have kids. They had a lot of they had high salaries, and most of them hadn't revealed that they were gay. Um, and then now, th anyway, there, anyway, it's a lot. You know, it's it's a lot. But the thing is, is that like to be honest with you, I would say um, after like Lady Gaga and like Glee brought like gay culture to the zeitgeist More in such a big yeah, yeah. way For sure. um that was when there really was like a, a a big change if you watch so that's super recent that's insane right like even gay, oh, yeah. gay marriage being legalized as well oh, the last yeah. 10 years in the yeah, States, yeah 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 you even... go back like five years and the shit that you see on tv is like really Crazy. fucked up but i mean at the same time like also um i'm gonna completely just own this because i was when i started comedy like anthony justin like and amy schumer were like the biggest comics and their edge was like being 
absurdly ignorant and absurdly racist and that was like and that mean. was that was the trend yeah. so when i started i was like saying really fucking stupid racist shit yeah because i was like oh i'm edgy yeah yeah you know i don't obviously i if that if i saw a video of that like i'd be so embarrassed yeah but like at the time like that was or it's, it's the same with like a rape joke or something like sure. that there's just certain things you learn after a while where it's like it's not worth it yeah i made a joke that got labeled as a rape joke by some dude that i had an argument with on twitter this was my first set ever at yuck yucks and uh the guys for the rec for uh, reference for his name uh on his twitter handle or whatever was christ's blood so he was clearly <laughs> opinionated in a lot of ways um but the joke it's not even that good of a joke but it was something about isn't it weird that it's only fat chicks that carry rape whistles or something like that it was but it was more meant to be a joke about people that think they want to make people think like, oh, yeah, I need this. People want to fuck me. And it's like, no, like no one's trying to fuck you. That was more what the joke was supposed to be is like, you know. that. Well, that's like Natasha Leggero had a joke like that where oh, yeah? she said. That makes um, me feel better. Yeah, no, she <laughs> had a joke. Well, I mean, it's different because it's coming from a woman. but like, Exactly. She, and that's one of those things I realized, you know. Yeah. Well, that, But exactly. We all say but, dumb yeah, shit. Exactly. Like, you I was, learn from I it. I just but, wish I didn't record it after or I had not put that <laughs> in my fucking. Well, she had a joke where she was like, uh, the joke was she goes, uh, why is it always your ugliest friend that's afraid that she's going to be raped? And she's like, yeah, girl, see, there's like three of us ahead in line. Like, girl, we'll be fine. <laughs> see, that's so much better than my joke. Um, I had a follow-up that I never actually got to do, which was going to be just about the absurdity of the rape whistle. Like, at what point if you hear a whistle, are you going to be like, oh, someone's getting raped? Like, sure. well, you know what I mean? It's it, You should have something that you press a button that says, help, I'm being raped. Sure. That would work a lot better. What's yeah. going to happen with a whistle? A bunch of dogs are going to come? You press the, the, the power button on your phone five times and it calls the police. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. I Damn, did that I one time. I was that. I was doing this gig in, in awesome. Kitchener, and I was uh, uh, I I guess I had my phone in my pocket, and I I guess I must have pressed it too many, or it must have you know like I pocket oh, okay. the police. Oh shit! And uh, it's because I guess if you press the button five times, it makes an emergency call. And then on the way back, uh, I had the comics in the car, and then I got a phone call from a weird number, and it was on the Bluetooth. Oh, and I picked up the phone, and it was like, is this Kyle Brownrigg? This is Constable blah, 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 blah. Oh, shit. And he's like, we are checking in to make sure that everything is okay. Like, you are not in danger. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, I think you pocket dialed us. And I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking intense. Yeah, Jesus. it was. We were all like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, we all just kind of stopped in the car. It was, like, really, wow. in, like, really scary. Um, sorry, I, I had a question I wanted to ask you about yeah. uh, when we were talking about the gay comedy stuff, uh, or being gay in comedy, rather. <laughs> you mean my set? Yeah. <laughs> well, have, have you ever felt that you got put on a, um, a show mm -hmm. to be like that sort of diversity act? Being like, tokenized? Yes. Oh, honey, all the and time. And do you care? Does that bother you? Oh, God, no. Okay. I could care less. If that is what is going to... If that is going to... I think that's why a lot it's of straight... It's still better than not having a gay comic on there. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why a lot of straight guys also are really bitter about me moving up so quickly is because they're just sort of like, oh, like it's this fucking gimmick. He's gay. It's like, honey, they think, you, they think you have a cheat card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, honey, it's like, uh, okay, let's say I did, right? Let's just say I you did have a cheat card hard. and it was just like a gimmick or something yeah. like that. Honey, that's show business. Yeah. That's how it works. Exactly. I'm sorry, that's but your fucking angle. They need... people say the same thing when I bring a guitar. I've heard that shit before. That like, oh, it's cheap to like use music because that's yeah an angle or an advantage. But it's like, well, fuck. That's but what that's I got, what man. it is. But the thing is, is that sometimes what I enjoy doing. they need a gay comic. Yeah. And I'm filling that box. Also, or it's like, oh yeah, because it's also been so easy being gay my whole life that now comedy is just making it even easier for me. It's like, just let me have this. Yeah, Do you know 100%. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't get a lot. It's like, let me have this. Yeah. Um, 
and that and that's the thing that's so frustrating is people get so mad about that stuff and it's literally like what 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 do you think I'm doing it's like do you think that I'm like taking the LGBTQ spot and then you're as a straight guy not able to work it's like that spot's not for you yeah. it's like why are you mad there's enough room for everybody absolutely like, yeah. and when i do those spots i mean i've done some i've done festivals and uh uh when i when i see back like what got used uh in terms of like radio or, or tv or whatever it was um you know i will spend uh Let's say I did like a 10 minute set and I talked about uh, Mexico and then I talked about Starbucks and then I did one minute on my boyfriend. None of that Mexico or Starbucks stuff would make it to air and it, it would just, just be the stuff uh, about the boyfriend. But to be honest with you, well, I don't okay. care. Yeah, because that helps the message. Too. Yeah, like, I don't I don't yeah. care. I'm like, okay. And then I have more material that I can use later. Like, it's I really don't care. As long as the person's not like patronizing you where they put you on just because you're gay and then they're like, oh, that was flaming hot or something, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> oh, I've just being definitely a dick had about, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had I that. I guess if they're saying it from a nice place. I yeah. Don't know. Like, that's what I was going to say. Um, for me, I've never had an issue with homophobia because partially because I have good parents who sure. just taught us to not be pieces of shit sure. and just be open and judge people on their character. But also, I think I was lucky to make uh, friends in high school that were gay and just like realized there was nothing to be afraid of and they're not sure. all trying to fuck you like you were talking about in your set last night you know sure. what i mean yeah and uh i think i'm just kind of a sensitive person and i i like that a lot of gay guys have um a kind of a feminine vibe mm -hmm. i've always gotten along with women better because they want to talk about their feelings and and sure. you know yeah. i'm artistic i just always kind of i don't know I don't know why I went. You're a special boy, Oliver. <laughs> well, so I don't know. Sweet. I really like to try to propagate the fact that there's there's decent white guys out there that aren't fucking homophobic or racist and shit like that. And I hate that that's now a stereotype on us. Yeah. Not to start getting yeah. white privilege and complaining. Sure. I know I don't have any right to complain about anything because yeah. I've got good parents and, and you know, yeah. white skin and shit. But. Well, I will say that I... Um, I, I don't necessarily think that this is – I think this is a society thing. I don't think this falls on any one person specifically. But um, I think that there's like a handful of straight men in my life that I know that don't make me feel like a gay person. Okay. It's so Am weird. Am I one of those people, hopefully? I don't know. Um, I'm not – I mean, we're talking about the fact that you're gay, but that's mainly because – Like, sort of. Yeah. I mean, it's just like – like, sort of. Uh, I like, see what you're saying. Someone who just, like, doesn't even see that at all. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 not even – well, it's not that they – I mean, I mean, that's just <laughs> – that's, that's just ignorant. But I mean, like uh, – but, like, what I mean is just sort of like, you know – I see you, Ko. No, no. It's, it's sort of like – it's like I'm just talking to them like I'm talking to like one of my girlfriends okay. where I'm just kind of like, oh, like this is not about that. Like yeah. this. We're literally just friends. Like we're just talking. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, by the way, sorry, I'm referring to comedians. I'm referring to like in like the comedy. Oh, world. OK, OK. I see what so you're like it's like other comics always make me feel like a gay person and I don't necessarily think for sure they're not doing that on purpose I'm not calling anybody out but um I would say maybe just like a couple of them have not uh that I know very well like um uh Nigel Grinstead he has two trans sisters so I feel like maybe that's why where uh for him it's just sort of like he speaks to you on that same level where it's just like oh like I don't, I don't. I really don't know how to. I don't know how to articulate it. No, I know what you're saying. He's like desensitized to any of yeah. that, so it doesn't. Yeah. He, it doesn't phase him or whatever. And then um, I feel like I'm like that too, though. I, from a non-comedy way, like when I'm writing to you, I'm just like, I'm like, hey, dude, 
Like, I'm not going to not call you dude because you're gay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's people that would do that, though. Sure. They'd be like, oh, dude is like a dude word. Don't take dude from us. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Probably. I don't look at, I don't give a fuck if you're gay. You know what I mean? Like, sure. But it's interesting podcasting wise to ask you questions about yeah. what it's like being gay in comedy for yeah. sure. But as far as what you do in the bedroom, uh, I it's, care uh, fucking less. It's, it's not fun uh, <laughs> being yeah being being gay in comedy is just very if you're a gay woman it's a lot um you're more likely to succeed comedy is a boys club it always has been it always will be uh i hope not but it oh and guys will are, be. straight guys are way more threatened by gay dudes than they are by lesbians exactly. for sure i mean you can name wanda sykes ellen degeneres um tig Notaro, just off the top of my head mm -hmm. and then on that same level of fame you can't name a single gay male yeah, well, I talked to you about up. this before. You, I hopefully realize, and I hope this is part of what keeps you going. It's like, think about how many people you might be fucking inspiring gay men to just be like, hey, man, he did it. I'm going to get out there, you know? Well, that's like, the thing. Like, five though, years that... from now, you might be... You know, but gay men don't support other gay men. That's a big really? issue. Oh yeah, it's a, like it's catty kind of. Yeah, it's more of a self-loathing thing, I think, where it's sort of like they see something in me that they hate in themselves, and they don't want to support that. Weird. But that's really more of a society thing. Huh. Um, and also, all gay men, whether they work in the entertainment industry or not, they all think they're celebrities. <laughs> all gay men think that they're stars. And I'm here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. When I'm up there doing my thing, they're like, who does she think she is? Uh, okay, so it's an instant competition. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I get that. That kind of makes sense, but that's got to suck. Yeah, they think it's like a, <laughs> like a Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks situation. It's like, honey, you're not even a model. Like, get out of here. Whereas, like, whereas, like you mentioned, white chicks love you. Yeah. <laughs> white chicks love gay guys. That's yeah. just a fucking fact. Yeah. Well, so. You know how many girls I heard in high school say, I wish I had a gay friend? That was like the number one thing I heard from, <laughs> from white girls. Will and Grace was very popular. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 a lot of my girlfriends are white. So, like, that makes sense. But, like. I just remember uh, you saying that in your set. Like, that's true. Calling out to the white girls. But, you know. Can, um, can you, for just for the microphone, can you can you give us a bitch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> I just love how in your set you just fucking drop it down. It's like, bitch. Uh, no, but, you know, uh, like, um, the thing is, is um, what I think a lot of straight men have a hard time understanding is, like, I have a lot of. Uh, I have a, I have an audience. I have people that come out to see me, whether they're LGBTQ or whatever, or if they're um, just fans of comedy, or a, a, lo a lot of them are, are women. Yeah. And I find that, like, straight guys will show up to the fucking shows, and they'll be so confused, and they'll be like, oh, like... I don't like this. And it's like, yeah, well, do you think your fucking girlfriend? Yeah, like, likes... I didn't pay for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're dragging different. your girlfriend to fucking shit all the time that she doesn't like. And it's like, you're letting, and then this is for her and she's enjoying it. Well, not only that, but when you go to a comedy show, I don't know how people don't know that you're probably always going to not enjoy one or two acts for exactly. whatever reason, even if it's not racially or sexually motivated. Sure. Just sometimes you're like, oh, that guy's not my style. It was too deadpan or it was too zany or whatever the fuck, you know? But that, but that's, that's the whole that's... straight guy entitlement where it's like, but it's not for me like what the f everything is for me yeah i don't get that yeah i love going to a comedy show and seeing like a smorgasbord of different like yeah totally different acts because that to me is like you're getting the most for your dollar yeah you're getting a bunch of different fucking styles That's, yeah i don't want to see the same shit over and over then same. i get fucking bored and i start yawning halfway through the show well i've never cared for the major stand-up comedians like people like so Louis who, who's your fucking uh your big ones like what's your top five or whatever if you're talking like 
inspiration slash whatever, you know? They're mostly, mostly women. Um, I think that... Like uh, big names I'm talking like. Wendy Liebman. I love her style. I've never heard of her, but that doesn't mean she's not big because I don't know everybody. Well, she did... She kind of like really did the misdirection thing. Okay. That was kind of her style, and I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, Heidi Foss, who is a Canadian. Okay, that, that name I've heard, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, my absolute favorite, one of my biggest influences. Uh, Amy Schumer, like, you know, seven years ago. Yeah, people started shitting on her pretty hard. Uh, she, they said she was stealing jokes back in the day, and then I remember she kind of had a fall from grace uh, for a while where people were kind of She is a woman in comedy. If you are a woman in comedy and you start to become famous, people are like, we need to take this bitch down. Yeah, she always made me laugh. I don't know. I love her. The joke theft thing was the only time where I was like, oh, if that's true, then that sucks. But I'm not, I don't fucking know if it's true. Like, just internet garbage, baby, you know? Honestly, like, I believe it is parallel thinking. I think that um, she also has to turn out so much material. Well, there's a name for it, too. What do they call it? Um kleptonesia or something like that there's a name for like when you subconsciously steal something and you're not aware you're doing it because oh, it was sure fucking something you heard from some set like five years ago and oh sure you know and it's very easy to to come up on the same premise as someone else like that's that happens all the fucking time you know? i think i don't i think that she is a smart person and i i don't think that she's so dumb that she would fully go out and do a special doing someone else's fucking joke mm-hmm. i genuinely just don't think that her show was funny too her uh, yeah, sketch I loved comedy her show. show was really good she was the a, only thing i didn't enjoy was um, i didn't think train was that good it wasn't terrible it was very watchable but it wasn't like i just for me i think it was a judd apatow thing too and i'm usually a big fan of his but yeah i don't know it just it wasn't i really like i really liked her i really liked her old stand-up she had a special called mostly sex stuff i loved it i like her early stand-up um but you know that's that's just my preference i I, she had a new special where she was pregnant i thought that was really funny Uh, but i still like her old stuff because it was a bit darker it was a bit edgier and like she had a lot of like little misdirections and stuff and that's kind of my thing and i like that but i mean she's still obviously so funny and like i really love her um i really love uh margaret Cho, kathy nice. griffin i know everybody hates her but she, i don't I, hate kathy i like griffin. her stories you and know she what was I mean? an actress too she was on uh, news radio back in the day with joe rogan and shit uh was, was she was she not i don't kathy griffin i thought she was on uh she was on radio in the later seasons no she was on suddenly susan okay can you check that can you got google i'm just curious sorry <laughs> that's part of your job dad no uh i'm just curious if you can um i could have sworn kathy griffin was on news radio Anyway, it's not that important. But uh, shit, man. I don't know. I feel like we've been going at it for a while here. No, uh, I'm just... Hang on a second. I'm just checking my message. No, but uh, uh, Kathy Griffin, I really like to... Because she just has stories, so I just kind of will put it on, and like it'll be background noise. Okay. But I do. I, I like her and Margaret Cho, and I really like Jim Gaffigan's... Like, he's funny. I really like um, uh, how he makes every word count. I think yeah. he's a very strong writer. Uh, and uh, anyway, just off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah, for are, like, sure. My yeah, yeah. Games. I was trying to think of ones that I was wondering. Well, you probably know all the ones that I'm into, too. But I, me, it's a lot of musical stuff that I get. Like, I used to love Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bo Burnham, I really like. You know yep. Bo Burnham? Oh, yep. man. His special is amazing, I thought. He's just really uh, yeah. sensitive, deep guy. And he's fucking amazing musician. And uh, he just apparently directed a movie, which got all these fucking awards, too. It's called Eighth Grade. I loved that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard yeah. it's fucking amazing. And it's really good. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Really well done. He uh, is a very talented person. Yeah. And he is a... Um, 
<laughs> have you seen his uh, his special on Netflix though? I saw what, and yeah, then I what? saw the That's other the one. one. That, what I liked a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it, I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very different. And the whole um, left side, right side of the brain, I thought was pretty uh, creative. He had yeah, the lighting changes and all that. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's. It was a, quite the production. Well, that's just it. Yeah, it's it, a lot of work went into it. He's a very he's he a definitely very did a lot of comic. musical theater. I guarantee. I'm, I'm guessing, but yeah, I don't know. Probably. It I, just seemed like he had that. It was more of a stage show. Like like every second was planned out. I felt like I don't know. He has all these songs lined up and. Yeah, he uh really talented person, absolutely. Um but uh yeah, anyway, those are Do you the like uh Dimitri Martin? I like that he does something different where he does like the visual art aspect of it. He does like Mensa comedy almost. It's all like wordplay stuff and it's all um I'm not very familiar with his work though, to be honest with you. Check it out. Like it, he usually plays guitar in the background, which I respect because he's just doing these kind of open chords um ambient music. It's not like it's a song and he kind of just speaks over it. Um, sometimes he uses slides. He'll do like illustrations. He's sure. a really, but you watch his stuff and you go, okay, this guy's really clever. Was she on it? Shit. I thought you were just going to look it up and tell me. I can't find it again. No, I doubt it. No. She was on Suddenly Susan. Yeah, that's here actually. That. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck am I thinking of then? I could have sworn she was on News Radio. Anyways. Um, okay. Well, um, fuck man. I don't know. How long have we been going at this? I don't care. Like I'm happy to keep talking. I just want to... So, oh shit, we're like uh, over an hour then. Yeah, we're. That's cool, man. If you gotta go, if not, I'm happy to keep no, going. No, I'm good for a little bit longer. I just have to. Uh, I'm just gonna let. Yeah, no, we're good. I was gonna ask you um, if you've ever done any acting. <laughs> yeah. Only because I recently did a thing that I was gonna tell you about, but uh, go ahead because I'm curious. Uh, well, I got an acting agent pretty quickly. Uh, and when she signed me, she was like, yeah, so I don't really, like, um, bring in a lot of people that don't have a lot of experience. It's just that you have, like, a really creepy, intense, like, murdery look. Um, and, like, that's really marketable right now. That's, that's what you want to hear. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then I was... Like a murderer would say. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, my headshots are, like, kind of creepy. Um, and oh, you mean the ones where you've got, like, the kind of eyeliner thing going on? Yeah, I thought it looked smoldering. It was yeah, very intense in a good way. Yeah, I, I liked it. But, like... Um, I, I've always wanted to play a villain, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, right on. Yeah. Embrace it, fuck. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then whenever I uh, went for like auditions and stuff like that, I, I, I booked a commercial um, and I was like a spokesperson for the commercial. Um, and uh, I, they, because I, I write comedy, they like asked me to come in as a, um, an, uh, as a writer just to sort of fix shit. And oh my God, the original script was so offensive. Oh, Jesus. It was so problematic. And I was like, we can't put this on. What was so bad about it? Oh my God. Like it was like the women like making like blowjob gestures to like oh, different people and Just like, like the lowest common denominator. People being racist. And they said to me, they were like, we want to cross the line and then move the line and then cross it again. I'm like, who oh, the fuck God. are you? Like Doug Stanhope? Like this yeah, is yeah. a commercial. Like what are you talking about? Um, and then we, we made a lot of changes and then it ended up being like really fun and it good and stuff good? like that. Okay. But the original scripts were like really problematic. Damn, good thing you guys worked on it then. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine that went to air? Yeah. It was exhausting. I mean, yeah, it was like two, we shot the whole, we had, we did a bunch of commercials and we shot it in like um, two or uh, two days. And each day was like anywhere from 12 to 14 hours oh, days. Sure. And it was exhausting. Yeah, it's usually long. That's one thing I've known. I haven't done a lot. Like I did... Um, 
I did an extra, basic extra work a couple years ago for CBC at the mm-hmm. airport overnight, like pretending to be a passenger in line and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and they pay like fucking minimum wage. It's not that great. But there's tons of downtime where you can like write jokes or do whatever the fuck you want. And sure. I just wanted to see how, you know, behind the curtain, like we said before, kind of just how the, the film industry works or whatever. So it was good for that. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess maybe a month ago now, I saw, I followed Smythe Casting a while back on uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they had something they put up on on Facebook saying like, we need uh, someone who can play guitar as mm-hmm. an extra like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting the gig and it was pretty fucking sweet because I was considered a special skills extra. Great. I got like upgraded in pay. So it was actually worth my time. Wow. Uh, you know, we had the same thing, like 11 hour day and the next day was 10 hours, I think, but sure. I made like 700 bucks or whatever. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm like standing right behind the two stars of the movie playing guitar, jamming out. And Love it. it's like, it, we weren't really plugged in or anything, but we were faking the chords and everything. It was, yeah. it was a good time. I once got fired from a commercial. Oh shit. I was that like, sounds like a good story. Yeah. It was in Ottawa. It was me and uh, Jeff McKay. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, Jeff, uh, <laughs> he, he's a comic or, uh, yeah, he's yeah. a comic. Uh, and, um, he uh, got me the gig, and then when uh, I got I- brought in, they had to age me to make me look like older because I was going to play a boss. They put like gray in your hair and stuff. Uh, I don't remember if they put gray in my hair, but they definitely like like put like wrinkles and shut in my eyes. And stuff. And... I just looked like a really tired nineteen year old. <laughs> like it was like <laughs> I was like okay, um, and uh, my job was to come in and to be like a condescending boss. Like sounds fun. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then, um, they were like, but because you're a comedian, can you guys like do some improv and make it funny? Yeah. But the problem was that there was this corporate entity that was like, like checking everything that we said and literally just sucking all of the art out of it and just not making it funny. Like at one point I went up and I was, let's say his name was Bob and I went up and I was sort of like, I was like, hi, Bob. And then he would be like, actually, my name is Daniel. And I'll be like, okay, John, like something like that, (laughs) where I just, I'm obviously a terrible boss and I'm not paying attention. And then she was like, okay, you guys, that's really offensive to people named John. And I was like, bitch, what are you doing here? Is that just an example or is that something she actually said? No, that's said? actually something she said. Oh, my God. And I was like, honey. I'm what like, name's going to fucking work then? I know. I was like, no, what the fuck can we do? I'm like, you brought in a fucking comedian. I'm making like literally like the most PC, CBC clean jokes here. Yeah. And you're telling me that it's too offensive. It's like, who is your key demo? Good Lord. Like, what is wrong with you? Sounds like a nightmare. And then anyway, um, it it just, it was not funny. And did she you walk kept making or did you it get worse. actually fired? No, the director actually came up to me and he, oh my God, I remember he was so hesitant. He was afraid to tell me. And he, I, cause I was like, I don't want this to see the light of day. Like I'm embarrassed by this. And he goes, Hey, um, yeah, I just don't really think that this is, um, uh, uh you know, like, uh, uh, working out. And I could tell he was nervous to tell <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. And he was like, so I think that we're probably just going to cut this segment. And I was like, no problem. And I was like, uh, I'm going to send you my invoice and you'll be paying me in full for this day. But yeah, like, 100%. I, and then he was yeah. like, yeah, 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 no problem. And that was that. Damn, man. Yeah. Well, at least you got paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Not much, but yeah. Fucking Jeff. No. <laughs> um, I only had, I think, one more question, which was, uh, because I don't know if people know this, but you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you pretty much just moved to Toronto like a year ago or something? Two years ago. Two years. Okay. Well, my question was more about like, what would be your advice, A, to comics who haven't done it yet that are looking to get into it? Looking to move to Toronto? No, no, looking to just do comedy. That's like part A of the question. Part B would be comics that are doing local stuff, but they're thinking about taking the next step. What would you, so if you can, 
I don't know. Maybe that's too much question for you, but I all think right. you got this. First of all, my advice to the people that are thinking about getting into it, don't. There's my advice. Okay. This business is eats people alive. It does. Yeah. This business for me, like it's just uh I it was so funny. Pat Birchter had this super funny joke and he's like I have to do this because there's a 14 year gap in my resume. He's like, I'm stuck doing this. And it's just really, and I was like, that's so funny. But like, um, stand up comedy, I think people are attracted to, oh, that looks fun. And they don't spice understand. up their life a little. Yeah. yeah, they don't understand that it is an art form and it's self expression. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work and. Just like uh, acting, just like uh, training to be an Olympic athlete, it takes so much practice and Mm. so much work. And I think that a lot of people see stand-up comedians and think like, because we make it look easy, that it is easy. On the flip side of that coin, though, and I can say, if you're someone who doesn't do comedy a lot and you do try it and you do really well without any experience, those same guys can sometimes be huge dicks to you because they're like, oh, this guy fucking didn't earn it. And that's part of what made me take a step back. I was like, oh, man, there's a lot of like sure. people who just get offended about everything. And I wanted to just do this for fun. But I understand what you're saying, I think, with acting as well, is if you're just seen as someone that's dabbling You're just putting your feet in the water. Some people find that kind of annoying because you're not really fully respecting the craft. But if you harsh on those people too much, you might be shutting down someone that could have gone on to be really fitted well for this. And that's what I always think of is like, don't go too fucking hard on these people because, hey, they're enthusiastic. Don't crush that. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people do. You know, and I would. No, I know. Like, I would never. You've been nothing but nice to me in green rooms and shit. But I'm saying I've definitely met people that are fucking like that. I, 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 you know, I just think like, um, I just think like. If somebody wants to do stand-up comedy, do stand-up comedy. I don't give a shit. And people get mad when other people call. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, the people when people call themselves comedians, they're like, "Oh, you're, you, oh, you call yourself a fucking comedian?" It's like, uh, honey, I don't. If you want to call yourself a comedian, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, call yourself a comedian. That's fine. Um, I might not necessarily uh, Agree think or, of that yeah. person as a comedian, but if you want to call, if yourself, it helps them, fucking, yeah, you know, keep going. I don't care. It's There's like, so much bullshit on like Facebook groups and, and like these hierarchies and people that, like. All that you got to earn it shit. Like, that's true. You do got to earn it. There's there's a reality in what you're saying. But when people use it in like a fucking negative way where they're shutting down potential talented people and making them think that it's this shitty, scary, like cauldron of of shit that you're going to jump into, which you kind of just said it was. It's um, actually, that brings me to my next point. Uh, <laughs> nice thank segue. you. That's, that's a nice little a giant cauldron of shit. Okay. Yeah. That'll, that'll make for a nice soft landing. Um, the industry and the divaness and the toxicness and like the bullshit and the drama, um, it's all true. Mm-hmm. I have dealt with it firsthand. I've been assaulted. And it's twice. unavoidable, yep. essentially. I've been attacked at shows. Um, I've heard the worst shit coming out of uh, more veteran comics about me to my face, uh, to your face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have dealt with. So much drama and so much bullshit, so much homophobia. Um, and a lot of it is just people are mad of where they're at, at versus this where I'm in at. Not just comedy, fucking everything, dude. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much shit because who knows who will listen, but I work at the hospital and 
uh, I generally just do overnight and the weekend. And I fucking choose that. People are like, oh, you like overnight? I'm like, yeah, because there's like three people here and I don't have to deal with the fucking lifers that mm. work Monday to Friday who hate their fucking life. Yeah. So they're all miserable fucks. And like I leave yeah. there with like this toxic energy in me where I'm like, what the fuck did they do to me? Exactly. Like, and, and they're all petty little fucking grade seven gossip and everyone's whispering, uh, talking shit about each other. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? We're working at a hospital. I thought we weren't going to deal with this here, but... If you want to do this, if this is something that you want to get into, it's like you got to be prepared for it. You got to get some armor. It, but you know, it only it only really comes out whenever you are perceived as a threat. Yeah, when you're doing well, I guess yeah. you should, yeah. That's, when that's I started, I, I noticed point. that immediately. Yeah. I, little, little things. When I was moving up in Ottawa, I would lose friendships with people and then I would hear things that people would say about me like, oh, maybe I should come out so I can get stage time. And you're like, oh, is that how it works? Cool. Um, okay. <laughs> I've, I've heard that a couple times. Um, I've heard, uh, you know, I've heard it all. And whenever, but, and then it, I noticed that when I was starting and then when I would move past people, uh, whatever that means, like, I just mean like going from like uh, opener to a, a, a middle. And then that, some of my friends would still be openers and they'd be like, oh, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I, I would petty notice, jealousy. I would notice little things like that. Yeah. And then um, when, uh, uh, when I moved to Toronto, um, that is a that oh my god, where do I? Well, even yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. So let's let's say you've you've told people not to get into it if they're not into it, but let's say they're into it. They've mm -hmm. been doing a year or whatever locally if in, you in their believe, town. If this is what if if this is how you express yourself and you genuinely believe that you're the real deal, yeah, then you have to do it. So you would say step it up and move to the bigger city kind of thing, and you have to, right? Essentially, I think it's better to start in Ottawa, in my opinion. Ottawa is one of the best cities for comedy. They have two professional clubs with professional stage time. You can work out so much material. And well, then... that's interesting you say that because um, on that movie set, I was working with this chick named Beverly Mitchell. She was on 7th Heaven and, uh, when she was a kid, I guess. But sure. she's a, a YouTube influencer or whatever the fuck. But uh, she said that too, to, to be the biggest fish in a small pond before trying to be a very small fish in a very big pond and yeah. like move to LA or whatever. Yeah. Shout out to Beverly Mitchell if she's listening, which she isn't. But <laughs> hey, uh, hey, maybe she'll come on one day. Who knows if this thing fucking goes viral. Yeah. Well, when I moved to Toronto, um, it was, I mean, fair enough, but like it was very much like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are showing up here taking my gigs? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as explicit as that, but that was basically the general vibe. So I I got signed to Yuck Yucks very quickly. Yeah. And that people And that's were the very... thing, right? Are you kind of like locked in or something? I heard if you... No. Uh, no, you can leave whenever you want. No, no. I mean in the sense... Well, I had heard that if you were a Yuck Yucks comic, they get you gigs all over... But you have to only do the Yuck Yucks clubs. You have to just do their clubs. They get you gigs all over. Well, uh, well yeah, uh, sorry, at clubs uh, across the country <laughs> for Yuck Yucks or whatever. Um, but you're not allowed to do like absolute, say, if you're... Yeah, you can't do absolute comedy. Only and, big competitors, I guess, then? Well, and you also can't perform it. There's this little comedy club. It's a small little thing. It's in But Toronto. like all rooms and shit you can do, like... Yeah, guess, oh yeah. Who would in Toronto, know, I guess. In Toronto, yeah. yeah, you can do all the like the open mics and stuff like that. Oh, that's okay, fine. Okay. You, that's I don't good. think you can do that in Ottawa though. Uh, uh, if you work for Absolute Comedy, I don't think you can do open mics. I would never. Yeah. Not that I've been offered, but I don't yeah, know. yeah, it's silly. But well, like, I don't know. I just yeah, I'm not even gonna get into it. But I mean, it's a, yeah. But anyway, if you want to move <laughs> to Toronto and if you want to do stand up comedy, I think that if you want to do stand up comedy, you either have to be in Vancouver or you have to be in Toronto, preferably Toronto. Toronto is one of the best cities for. Vancouver's um, more acting. I think you've got a better. Uh, 
Pro- I wouldn't see honestly. I, that's what I've heard. I wouldn't know. But there's some. There's so many great comments that are out in Vancouver right yeah. now, and so I, I, they're they're doing so great as well. But I think that you should come up in a like a place like Ottawa, get really good, yeah. and then um, move down to Toronto because then you'll get even better. But the problem that do it incrementally though. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, is that like. Um, I, I know that a lot of people are very resentful toward me just because um, I did get a lot of work and I moved up very quickly. Yeah, you're killing and it. And people... Uh, shout out to Kyle, who's right here for getting a Canadian Comedy Award oh, yeah. for, what is it, Breakout Artist of the Year? That bowling trophy. Uh, yeah. Come on, that's fucking killer, man. I saw that. I was super happy for you. Thank you. Well deserved. Yeah, I actually... Oh, fun. Okay, let me tell you a story about I that. I saw your speech, too, actually. Yeah, so I know it was so long. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, it, but was like, not, sorry. it was good. It um, was good. No, but funny story about that. Um, I... I was certain that Nigel Grinstead won. And when I got there, so you were legit shocked. I was well. I was wearing like I got all dressed up. I was wearing like a like a tie and like um, me and my friend Natalie Norman. Like we had we were both nominated, uh, but the three other nominees it was Adrian Fish and Jarrett and Nigel. They didn't go to the ceremony. And I got there and I was like, I just I just in my head I was like, well, Nigel obviously won. Yeah. And um, he. I've heard of him for sure. Yeah. Oh, Nigel's one of the best. I love Nigel. And he is, he's not there. And he wasn't present. And there I am at this fucking award. Exactly. And I'm wearing my fucking (laughs) suit. And I was like, I actually showed up to this shit. And he's going to fucking win. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I feel like such a loser. And then whenever they, like, did the category, it was the first one. They were like, breakout artists. They were like, I'm like, here we go. And they were like, Kyle Brownrigg. I was like. Oh, <laughs> and then I was like, "Never mind, Nigel. Love you, TTYL." And I just like went up and I grabbed the award. And then it I looks like you, you thought you were going to win because you're so dressed up. Yeah, I was. I was genuinely shocked. I really thought that Nigel was going to win. Nice. And I was like, I was mad. It's better that way. I think it's more exciting <laughs> for you if you really didn't expect it, though. It must have been. I like mean, you know, awards trip. awards are silly because awards are like you have to you have to campaign for awards. You have to get people to vote for you. Yeah. It's like that with the Grammys. It's like that with the Oscars. Well, and it's like the serious XM comedy competition. Yeah. It's the same thing right you gotta just yeah, get well the serious xm thing that's that's just free marketing yeah um but, but it's getting people to vote and click the link right? yeah 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 because i did that for you and a couple other comics that thank you yeah but that but that's just it though it, it, it award shows you really can't take them that seriously yeah. if anybody is like pissed off that they lost or if anybody's pissed off that i won it's like honey it doesn't it it's just an award yeah. it doesn't mean anything i feel the same way about the competitions locally it's like well did you see my category it was like it was jared campbell adrian yeah natalie nigel like like they're all amazing comics yeah, yeah. it's literally like you know one of us had to win do you know yeah. what i mean yeah, like, yeah you were all like serious contenders yeah it was and like, i i got which people avenger to vote for is me. the best or something like sorry i'm bringing it back to the nerd shit no it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta work for that shit you yeah. have to ask people to vote for you, you gotta play the game yeah and a lot of people don't want to play the game and that's fine honey because i'll play it i don't care i don't give that's a, a good attitude yeah, yeah i don't know you seem like you got a good head on your shoulders to be in this industry as much as you talk about it being a cesspool of depravity or whatever but well that's why you surround <laughs> yourself with support people that you love i know who my friends are well and i can already tell you have good parents because i saw them in montreal all like waiting yeah. to congratulate you and I noticed yeah. that right away yeah that well, my parents are so it reminded me of my parents yeah, that's why I was like yeah no they're if they're I ever so get great. to do a showcase out there they'll be the same fucking way sure they've come to and a that's bunch great. of my shows this year where there was like oh, they were the you. only fucking people at bureaucracy one time that yeah. there was like three there's like three tables there it's a great spot for like just chilling with comics and, and sure. trying out new shit. But it's weird when it was just your parents or like every comic was referencing my parents oh my god I don't know you oh, guys yeah. had a good time though oh sure so she was on news radio. Oh, who's so that? The, oh, it's oh, it's someone who looks like Kathy Griffin. Uh, not to, not to stereotype all gingers. 
Vicky Lewis. Okay. Sorry, Vicky Lewis and Kathy Griffin, who also aren't listening. Um, okay, cool, man. Well, uh, I think we're like almost two hours here. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah. I feel like the kids and all of them are probably still waiting outside. So. Oh, yeah, no. Because okay. I told them, like, go to the park with the dogs and the kids. I wanted it to be quiet here, Love but it. I got to fucking call it in at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, man. And Thanks for the for first episode, me. I couldn't have asked for a more awesome guest. I think I'm going to make it a thing that at the end of every uh, podcast, we do a little high five high across five. the table. Boom. All right. And, uh, I got your little digital download card. Yeah. I'm also going to try to make it a thing that everybody brings something that goes up on the wall. So I I'm going to download it and then you're going to be up there. Great. As, as small as that is, I guess, in this I mosaic of <laughs> I want to be right next to Conway. Brighter colors. Yeah, yeah. I'll put you next to Conway. That's a perfect spot. <laughs> All that. right. Fucking A, man. Until next Thank time. Thank you for having this. Yes. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Peace. Bye. Oh, I got to get up. Sorry. My back's fucking killing me. Oh, these chairs aren't bad, though. I kind of wish I had armrests.